Hey, before we get today's episode going, I want to give a special shout out to a friend starting a brand new podcast venture. My friend Max Steele and his friend Michael Flaherty have decided to come together for the brand new podcast, Messed Up at Midnight. On this podcast, Max and Michael look at forgotten classics from yesteryear and ask a very important question. If these movies were drinks, what would they be and why? Looking at such interesting films such as Nacho Libre, Zoom, and Samurai Cop, Max and Michael have some fun banter with each other as they try to determine what's going to get them as messed up as these movies are. If this sounds interesting to you, or if you need a little bit more convincing, here's a clip from their episode about Deathbed. I have a very important question for you now, Michael. If this movie were a drink, what would it be? Now... I feel like a running gag on this is that you come up with an actual cocktail that has some base relation to the movie. And I come up with like something that's just this half this this just random a situation visual situation Mm -hmm. that involves alcohol. And this time is no different. My cocktail, it would be kind of like like you. The cocktail I'm thinking of is just a regular bottle of wine, but it's sort of the mood that you have the bottle of wine. It's, you know, you splurged on this. Money's a little tight, but you wanted to treat yourself, so you got a nice bottle. And then as you're going to, like, sit on the couch and, like, pop open the cork, something happens, you get butterfingers, and all of the wine gets dumped on the sofa. Now, because you live alone, you have the option to either you, you you know the sensible thing is to go, well, that's that, and to just like take your vacuum cleaner or just like, you know, pat stuff dry. But you being the gross person that you are, see the expensive bottle of wine that's now all over the couch and just think to yourself, Well, there's a puddle over there. I can't let that go to waste. So you just you just sort of slurp a little bit of, of it up. And that's kind of that cocktail that I'm thinking of. Just a good bottle of wine that you're just that has been put to waste, but you don't want to waste it completely. And you're just trying to make do with what you have. That's my cocktail for this movie. Honestly, that sounds like college for me, except instead of spilling an expensive bottle of wine. I was spilling a 15 pack of Keystone Light that I got at the cheap gas station up the road for like eleven dollars. The more the more you speak of your times in college and the alcohol that you drank, the more and more I believe that you just decided you were going to star in Deliverance and just played the banjo as you were just like trying to trying to extend the shelf life of Keystone and Bush, (laughs) which which is just gross. You can listen to Messed Up at Midnight wherever you get your podcasts, just as Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Or check out their website at messedupatmidnight.podbean.com. And welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, a podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. 
I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and for today's episode, I got a hell of a good one for you. I know I've probably used that one before, but I mean, come on. Today's guest is Ames Hurd, the lead animator for Hell of a Boss, as well as an animator and character style lead for Has Been Hotel. Ames is someone whose animation is absolutely unmistakable, and they have been someone I have been dying to have on this podcast, so it was wonderful to get to sit down and chat, and I know you guys are going to enjoy this conversation as much as we did. If you enjoy Ames, make sure you support them in the links down below. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars if you can. I see that stuff, and I absolutely love it. If you want to go a little bit further with that support, and maybe find a place to where you and other artists can get together and show their love and appreciation for art and artists all together, maybe you should consider joining the brand spanking new Postmodern Art Podcast Discord server! That's right, after all this time, I finally decided to create a public server for artists to get together and to truly enjoy the art that is out there available. We've already had a good group of people develop just from the first week alone, and I know you guys will have a fun time if you decide to join. Link will be in the description below. And if that's not enough when it comes to support, maybe we should consider being part of the Postmodern Art Podcast Patreon. There you can see behind-the-scenes content, content that was cut for time, get the opportunity to ask guests questions, and so much more. Consider supporting the podcast today at patreon.com PMAP. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted, like, I was just, like, starting the recording stuff, and then my OBS was, like, not recording my microphone, so I was trying to fix that before I was like, yeah, go ahead and hop in, but you already got that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Look, if this podcast did not have a little bit of scuff, then it's not a normal podcast, all right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, just kind of vibing more or less, other than the mild panic beforehand, but we've already established yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> Once again, it, it's it's more or less like par for the course. I've I've had a lot more scuff with this podcast, like a lot more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never been on a podcast, so really, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, so this, it's all new, but this, I'm here. <laughs> well, it is an honor for this to be the the one that's the first, and hopefully many more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I I figured I had at least somewhat of a precedent. In fact, I had Amanda on. I figured it would help the case more or less. Yeah. Absolutely. She was, yeah, she was like, oh, I had so much fun. You should go. (laughs) (laughs) I meant meant to, to, in my defense, I meant to ask you sooner because it's like, I knew whenever I had Amanda on, I had to have you on at some point, but I just, (laughs) things got lost in the shuffle and that's completely on me. Oh yeah. Honestly, like time has just flown by for me too. Like, (laughs) oh Joe. Yeah. It's crazy. I was going to say, even then, like I was looking back at like the Amanda episode and I realized, oh my God, it's been almost a year since I talked to her then. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Cause that, oh my God. Cause, yeah. that, cause that episode came out like June of last year. So yeah. yeah that's insane. <laughs> it is. Time has flown for sure. And I'm kind of scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I do not, I do not pay attention to it. That, that's probably the again. best mentality to go. <laughs> 
Alright, Ains, before we really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast. Let's <laughs> say you get to go to a deserted island on your own accords. It is just you, alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe, and really get to enjoy yourself for a little bit. To help mm -hmm. make sure you don't go completely insane on this island, though, you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you. Whatever you consider media or art, video games, movies, shows, you know, whatever you consider that realm, you get to bring one piece with you. If okay. given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? Hmm. Can it be a trilogy of movies? I, you know <laughs> what? Do I, I have to pick I, one? I'm not going to limit you if you already have that answer. Just go ahead and say it. <laughs> I I adore the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. Okay. Okay. That's... I, think I, would, I think I would bring that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's very fair, especially with kind of – <laughs> especially with like <laughs> – so many different aspects of those three films alone. Like there's just so many good things to adore and admire about it more than anything. Yes. Else. Yes. I just, I love it. <laughs> I need it, it with it, me. <laughs> now, if, if I did not say you could bring the children, you had to narrow it down to one, what would be the quintessential one you bring? The second one. Second one. Okay. The second yeah. one for sure. <laughs> very, very fair. Very fair. Yeah. Um, but if that's the case, Oh wait, no, uh, uh once again, words, wonderful. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy, that is your answer. You're locking that in. I mean, you know, if if I, I'm, I'm, I, I would take maybe also, <laughs> I, I couldn't narrow down one hell of a boss episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what's, what's the next thing? But, you know... <laughs> I mean, again, if I'm allowing you to bring a trilogy of a movie series, I can bring it. I can, br can I, you I bring. Can, whole show? You, you can bring the whole show of Hell of a Boss that you want. If, you if want. I could bring the, if I could bring the whole show, then then I I would probably have to say that I love it. <laughs> I was gonna say, especially with some of the insider baseball that you have or whatnot, you get to bring not only the episodes that are out there, but the ones that haven't been seen yet. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, all the secret knowledge. Oh, oh the secret knowledge, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, either one of those, like whether it be How to Train Your Dragon or Hell of a Boss, either one of those is a very good option. I don't know if you could, you know, sort oh, yeah. of recognize, but I mean, I'm I'm right there when it comes to that love yes. and recognition. <laughs> yeah, love it. <laughs> I, I have several. I had several options for which shirt I could bring for this interview. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, me too. I have that, so many. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. I was going to say, if you're even remotely like what uh, Amanda is when it comes to merch or whatnot, I fully anticipate oh, we yeah. have a lot and then some. <laughs> yes. yes. But nevertheless, whether it is How to Train Your Dragon or Hell of a Boss, either way, both are wonderful answers. And I think yes. it's a perfect way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Raglan. Feel free to subscribe or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. You can support the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PMAP. Or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> They are the lead animator for Hell of a Boss, an animator and character style lead for Hasbin Hotel, and a potential vampire. Welcome to the podcast, Ames Heard. Hi, <laughs> thanks Nathan for having me. <laughs> well, thank you for taking to the uh, thank you for taking the time to be here. I really do appreciate 
having the opportunity to talk to you. I know I had a wonderful conversation with Amanda, and I know that this is going to be an incredible conversation on its own merit, especially with what you've been able to do and what you've had a hand in. But before I really divulge you to what you have done, I want to go back mm-hmm. just a little bit. I want to know more or less the origin stories of Ames. What got you interested in art and animation in the first place? Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, I feel like, like a lot of art people, I've been drawing basically since I can remember. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I used to draw, I was really into fantasy as a kid. And so Ooh. like, I drew a lot of dragons, you know, you got the unicorns and just like, just creatures in general. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was a big, I was a big animal person. So it was animals and fantasy creatures. I mean, that's, um, that's a good foundation more than anything else. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I still obviously, you know, love drawing creatures and, and demons and, <laughs> and everything. Um, yeah. I also did a lot of fan art as a kid. Okay. Um, yeah. SpongeBob was huge for me. Um, but honestly, like, I, I think it was mostly movies, okay. like all the, the Disney DreamWorks, mm. uh, <laughs> Both the 2D and the 3D movies, but I feel like mostly the 2D is what kind of inspired me to draw. Because, you know, they're moving drawings and that, like, blew my mind as a kid. Uh, but, yeah, you got, you know, all your all your 90s Disney, early 2000s. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas was a there big one. I was obsessed go. with Halloween. <laughs> um, yeah. On the DreamWorks end of things, like uh, El Dorado, uh, Spirit was a was a big one i think amanda mentioned spirit as well <laughs> being big for us <laughs> um, again you say that like it's a bad thing i mean especially i i remember freaking us talking about this it's one of those like especially like the original movie like the original art style that presented or whatnot like it was gorgeous and sunny i can see yeah. why that's a good inspiration yeah exactly like <laughs> it's incredible it's i yeah it holds up still i think uh not Disney or DreamWorks, but Balto. Okay. Was big. Okay. Yeah. Um, so again, like a lot of like animals. <laughs> Still, the theme. The theme carries on. I mean, it's uh, a, like I said, that's a good foundation more than anything else, and especially with all the different range of animals that you just listed right there. I mean, that's a yeah. good different variety to try to like aspire for more than anything else. Like when it comes yeah. to like, drawing and such. Yeah, totally. And I just yeah, I just loved movies just in general um i i think i got that from my dad honestly okay. <laughs> yeah he's he's a big nerd <laughs> and he kind of turned me into a big nerd <laughs> i just i love i love movies and i love like behind the scenes stuff like even as a kid like i was really interested in like how animation was done right i feel like by like like middle of elementary school i kind of had like a basic understanding of that and it was just really really interesting to me um, but I wasn't animating yet, obviously, it was, right, you know, right. way back when, but yeah. And then in middle school, um, I got really into like, uh, Twilight Princess, the Zelda game. Okay. Okay. Uh, wolves became the big thing. <laughs> huh. I wonder why. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then my friend, wrote a book about wolves and i started animating because i wanted to animate the wolves from the book 
Um, and that was kind of the beginning of that. I was so like inspired. That <laughs> is to... incredible right there. That's, that's yeah. hard though. That's hard touching more than anything else. Yeah. 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 Uh, I wanted to make a movie out okay. of it. Little eighth grade me was like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to start animating and just immediately jump into making a movie, you know, <laughs> like how hard could it be? I'm going to do it. <laughs> anyone like, could do you know, it right it was, it, was, yeah. it was a great motivator but like mm -hmm. i was just you know uh, <laughs> you were an eighth grader in over my head yeah exactly exactly um but yeah so i didn't have a tablet yet and so i started animating on paper okay and uh, I would just carry around like big stacks of computer paper to my classes and just try to animate on that um and, you know, it's it started out pretty rough, but I was, you know, I was just enjoying it at that point. Right. Um, eventually, I did get a tablet and start animating, I think, in Photoshop. And I did end up animating in Photoshop at, for, like, most of high school, which is, like, if, if you don't know, <laughs> animating in Photoshop is, like, extremely difficult compared right. to, like, especially if you have something like Toon Boom. I don't know how I managed to do it for so long, but well, I did. I was going to say, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but last time I checked, Photoshop isn't necessarily an animation software no. compared to... <laughs> no, I, like, I, like, did it, like, for, with the layers in Photoshop and oh, like, just tried to make it work. Oh, it was, goodness. It was, it was awful, but I loved it anyway. <laughs> You know. I, going back to my original point again if nothing else it is a foundation just because exactly. you start with that doesn't mean you continue with that <laughs> exactly exactly did, um i was but, gonna say do, do, would you say like around that point especially like the eighth grade when you were animating that uh wolf friend or the 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 wolf movie or whatnot or like mm -hmm. at least in the high school is that kind of more or less the moment where it went from just like a general love for art to a passion than wanting to make it your career Honestly, I, I, I think so. I wasn't like thinking at that point that I was going to make a career out of it. Okay. Um, I definitely kind of realized that I was actually really pa passionate about animating. Okay. Um, uh, for sure. I don't, I don't remember how this started, but I'm remembering that we actually used to do we, we had the opportunity to actually do presentations for like elementary school kids about it Okay. Uh, where my friend would do a presentation about the book and then I would go on and talk about the animation side of it and you know I, I, I figured that like if I could get over my presentation anxiety to talk about this, then this must be actually something I'm really passionate about doing. <laughs> um, so it definitely, I feel like from that point on was, was like, okay, I really like love this medium and I, and I understand it more now that I'm doing it. And so, yeah, it was still just like a hobby, but I, I kept doing it throughout high school. Um, the, the movie never happened, obviously. <laughs> not was, yet. You can just say it's, we can just say it's in development. That's all you have to say for now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, but you know, I, I got a lot of experience out of it. So good. good. I mean, but yeah, so that's just a, a really long winded way of saying I, I drew animals and did a lot of fan art. And that's, that's how I started pretty much. I, you say long winded, I'd say perfect for podcast format. Um, <laughs> Oh, perfect. I, I, I mean, nevertheless, like, it's always wonderful to know, like, especially like at, 
that young of an age, like, especially with, like, the influence of both the animation itself and your dad, kind of how it just more or less sparked and, like, grew on its own more than anything else to the point to where, like, again, you found something that you really loved and you wanted to, like, expand on it with your friend's book and then it just kind of yeah. grows and grows and snowballs yeah. to there. I mean. Yeah, it, and it just turns into something else, you know. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's fine. I was going to say, I imagine that something else is getting an opportunity once you've like truly got a grasp on art and such eventually get into the online area and sort of expanding what else is potentially out there. Oh yeah. 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 I think it was around, I think it was 2012. Uh, I'm remembering when, when, when Wreck-It Ralph came out Okay. for some reason that movie, I was like, maybe I could do this for a job. I don't know that that movie really, really spoke to me. And, That's and I, fair. and I was just so like, huh? you know, something kind of clicked in my brain. And so then I kind of started thinking about it, but, you know, I wasn't really sure, like, how to get into the industry. You know, a lot of, like, traditional colleges, I feel, don't really have programs for that. You know, you have, like, CalArts, but, like, I I live in, uh, in like, the Portland area of Oregon. Right. And there's not really, like, a school here that I feel like could, could get me there. Um, so I can, I can talk about school <laughs> a I, little bit if you want. I, absolutely. I just wanted to say real quickly before you do this, oh, yeah. that, um, I totally sure. <laughs> understand. I totally understand where you're coming from, where I grew up. I'm around like the Georgia area or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And up until like, like maybe the past five years or so, like filmmaking and like media production as a whole or whatnot, there was, mm -hmm. it, it was it really there unless you were like in the Atlanta area. And even then, like it was very like nitpicky on how exactly you went for it. Yeah. I went, I went to school in like South Georgia to learn like mass media and stuff. And like the most that that would probably promise me it, it like at the bare minimum was like working at a news station or something like that. And then Georgia started mm -hmm. giving taxes and then Georgia started giving tax incentives for movies and such to like come here and film their like billion dollar, you know, productions or whatnot. And now like the industry is like booming here. And now those opportunities oh, yeah. are definitely showcasing more. So I totally get where you're coming from with the, you know, I'm from an area to where it's not really a present thing. So it's hard to really find that. But I imagine like for you, you eventually found a way with school and really expanded on that experience. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, there, there's not really like a clear path into at least the animation industry. Mm. You know, everyone is, is really different, I think. Um, but yeah. yeah, like after I, Oh, what? Oh, I was sorry. Like, <laughs> sorry I was just going to say, trust me, I've, I have talked to, <laughs> I've talked to several animators on this podcast and I can be the, probably one of the first to tell you like each individual story is so different in so many different ways. I completely agree with that statement of there isn't yeah. a clear path. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, after I graduated, you know, it was just like, okay, what do I, what do I do? <laughs> um, I did, I, I just, I started community college because I was like, maybe I could put some credits towards something, but like, okay. I didn't really know what to do. Um, and then, you know, like I looked into, you know, like I said, like colleges around in Oregon and I was like, ah, I don't really know. Like, this doesn't really seem like a good fit. Um, but then I found an online school called Animation Mentor. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a school for, they, they teach CG. Ooh. Um, so that's pretty much what I ended up doing for two years is <laughs> I actually went to school for CG. Um, and like, that's the the medium that they mostly use, but like really like 
they're teaching you how to animate regardless of right. medium. Um, so it's still like translated to my 2D stuff that I was still kind of doing like on the side. Right. I mean, I, um, I, I could imagine, especially with like 3D, the basis of it is going to be like 2D, like getting like the yeah. general like poses and like the general expressions or whatnot before mm-hmm. translating yeah, it they into were, 3D. Exactly. Yeah. They were still teaching like the fundamentals and, and the, the principles of animation, um, which was, yeah, it was a really awesome experience. Basically it was, uh, it was, yeah, I did it over two years. I think it was six individual classes and each class you get a mentor that you do video calls with. Um, and all the mentors work at like Disney and DreamWorks and like other visual effects studios. So that was like, that was huge for me because, you know, it felt like they, they felt like celebrities to me, basically, you know, it was just like, this like insane talent like working on you know movies coming out in theaters i was like oh my god you know like that's that's huge and so yeah i really had a a great time doing that um and in the meantime while i was doing that and and, you know i i thought for for the longest time i thought i was gonna go and do animation like you know at a studio like disney or dreamworks like doing cg i was like well Mm -hmm. i guess like I didn't really think that being a 2D animator was something you could do like full time, right? You know, just given the 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 landscape of animation. Although I do feel like like indie stuff is really like taking off, and there are a lot of opportunities for 2D animators. Oh um, yes, oh yes, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, there are. Uh, but at the time, I was like, I don't know if I can make that work. You know, I don't know if I'm good enough. All that stuff. Um, so in the meantime, I was just doing 2D animation, like, uh, commissions. Mm-hmm. I was doing them through through Tumblr um, just to kind of keep up with 2D and also just to make some extra money. Um, I was charging by the frame. Oh, <laughs> so it would, okay. Yeah, yeah, because they were, you know, they were small. Like, right. it was it were only, like, two or three seconds because I didn't want to charge people too much. Fair um, enough. Yeah, but it ended up being, like, $100, $200 maybe, like, per animation. So it's just, like... You know, I mean, a little something extra. That's still solid, nevertheless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I had a lot of fun doing that, but I still thought I was going to do CG, like, full-time after school. Um, I only got one interview for a CG studio. Uh, it was a video game studio in Portland. Okay. Um, and I thought the interview went well, but I didn't get the job. <laughs> um, but they were really, like they were really supportive of me and they were like, you know, keep, keep going after it, which was, you know, that meant a lot to me still. Right. Um, yeah. And then I just kept doing commissions and, and working at frozen yogurt shops. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, then, uh, finally it was like end of, end of 2017, beginning of 2018. Uh, I got an email from Viv uh, to work on the Hasbun Hotel pilot. Yes. Okay. And this is this is, yeah. something, this is something I definitely <laughs> want to divulge in a good bit because yes. I want to know more. Because <laughs> I, again, I've had several of the people that I've worked with alongside Viv with their projects and whatnot, mm-hmm. and they all have like ranging histories on how they knew of Viv and like how mm-hmm. it, the experience mm-hmm. was for them. So I have to know like right off the bat. Again, we're talking about Vizipop for those who do not know Vivian Madrano. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? How did you be first become aware of? Viv? artwork and what made you like want to like be basically be a part of that world dude i i have known viv 
or I've, I've been aware of Viv's art. I've been a fan for like, at that point, it was like almost 10 years. Right. Like, you know, like it's, middle it's, school, high school. Like, it was Zephobia, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just like, you know, we were all on DeviantArt back then and like, you know, used to see her on DeviantArt and, uh, you know, I really, I, I, I really admired her for sure because, you know, she was always getting on the front page and like, I just really like <laughs> loved her cartoony style. And I was like, you can you can have a cartoony style and like be successful. I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was you know, <laughs> it was it was huge to get that offer from her after being a fan for such a long time. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, so we worked on the pilot for like two years. It came out about two years later, I think. Um, but yeah, now we're now we're good friends. <laughs> so it's just like it's insane, you know, <laughs> how, I, I, how that works. I was gonna say, I mean, I would at least like to imagine, you know, like I said in the intro, as the lead animator for Hell of a Boss, <laughs> and, and being a uh, character style lead for basically one of her babies, Hasbin Hotel. Mm-hmm. I would like to hope you were at least on good terms with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, we hate each other. Just, <laughs> I'm this is strictly a workplace environment. After this, I don't care. <laughs> just yeah that's it no it's it's been great yeah i mean that's absolutely incredible especially like you know i can only imagine especially for you like you've admired viz artwork for over like 10 years at that point like just getting the opportunity Mm -hmm. to be like even in the same breath or at least like being able to work alongside her on such a very near and dear project to her like i can only imagine how surreal the experience was both the highs and lows that came with it Yes, it absolutely was. And like, and I, and, you know, we, we got to watch the, the animatic, you know, for, for the pilot uh, pretty early on. And I like immediately was like, oh, this is going to be really special. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think, I think we all knew that like, it was, it was something and I just like could not wait to, to get it out there to people. But yeah, it was a really, really fun time. I was going to say, I know that for me, I wasn't in the, the deviant art space whenever it was like really like running as queen more than anything else but like <laughs> but i like i remember the first time i became aware of the first of all was the one that a lot of people remember and that's the die young music video i'm sure oh yeah that was yeah. That, that was my first exposure <laughs> but then like you know there was a time to where i watched it and then like not too long afterwards there was the uh the original what was it the the storyboard or the animatic for the limousine of Hasbin Hotel. Yes, that, yes. That, that, like, whenever I first saw that, like, just that little taste alone, I knew it was going to be something special. That was just me mm-hmm. personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like, oh, I, I feel like, you know, this this feels like something that hasn't been done that's not, you know, out there yet. So, yeah, it was really, really special. I was going to say, and, and look at where you guys are right now. It's one yeah. of those, like, yes. like, oh, my God. I was going to say, like, you can probably correct me if I'm wrong. It's like, you knew it was going to be special. This is something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we've, we've grown so much. Like, the, I remember when we first started, like, the studio was, like, relatively, like, very small. You right. know, like, we had, like, a pretty decent amount of people. But, you know, it was very, very, like, indie. And we were just kind of... We were all freelancing. Nobody was really full time. It was just kind of like do what you can, and like, you know, we all got paid, and it was it was great. Uh, but now, you know, Spindle is like a, a full like studio, right. you know, and it's 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 just been really really cool to watch it like evolve like that. I mean, I imagine it's incredible for you to be a part of that evolution in one aspect for another. Like, I can only imagine, like I said, for for 
being able to be the leading one of the leading forces behind like making these like characters that are near and dear to a lot of people especially the viv and such like it must be like surreal mm-hmm. for you thinking that you're able to to have a hand in bringing these creatures to life oh definitely yeah i i remember uh like when i first started seeing people like like screenshot my my shots that i worked <laughs> on and like you know like and 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 talk about it like that was like really insane to me and now i feel like i'm i'm more or less used to it um <laughs> we, do, we do so much work that i'm you know but i i never like take it for granted i just like i love seeing the fans like reactions to things and like yeah it is still really insane to like see just how many people are are in it with us you know I I imagine a, a few of those screenshots that a lot of people love, and you can correct me if I'm wrong with this, but a few of those screenshots are definitely the, uh, I've at least noticed, some of the spinning shots, because you tend to be given like a lot of the shots where characters seem to be spinning yes. for one reason or another. <laughs> yes, Steve, there was there was definitely a long stretch of time where I got all the spinny shots. <laughs> Is it just one of those like people knew that you would get the job done, or like was it something you yeah. volunteered for? <laughs> I, I guess so, I guess that's what it was, and just like, you know, I I enjoyed doing it. <laughs> I, so. I I do want to at least say I can totally understand why they gave it to you because one of my favorite uh, little bits that you animated, I was thinking about one of my favorite things of all the animations that Spindle Horse has put out more or less was an addict. All right. The, the freaking spinning mm-hmm. uh, angel death spinning on the pole before like, you mm-hmm. know, that, that little bit right there. <laughs> I have said this before. I swear to God, if I did not know any better, I thought it was like, some of the most professional animation I had seen out there in general. Like you did a fantastic job really like nailing, like (laughs) the motion of it, like the, the emotion that went into it. Like you did a great job with that just little bit. Oh no, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Addict was, was really fun. I can only imagine. I mean, I, again, I've, t- I've, <laughs> I've talked to several people that worked on both that. I've also talked to Silva, you know, themselves. So, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, yeah. that th- that experience as a whole, like, it must be, like, more or less surreal, like, like, once again, it must be surreal, like, especially, like, the reception. Like, does it ever amaze you just how much people, like, truly love what you've been able to do, whether it's something you've personally had a hand in or just the series as a whole? Yeah, actually, like, it so much like it's so insane like I will actually me and Amanda you know what would we go out sometimes and people like recognize our shirts you know (laughs) and and we get to talk to people that way and like that's that happens like so much more than I would have expected (laughs) like getting getting recognized like that and like you know if we have time to like talk to them like we'll we'll talk about the show and like you know what we do and I, I think that's it's really fun to connect with fans like that. I, I imagine yeah, it, it must really be, crazy. it has to be like a whole different level for both you and them whenever you let them know, Oh yeah, no, I'm the lead animator behind like some of the, like, I animate this stuff personally. Like I imagine they're, they, they're just, <laughs> I imagine they're almost like starstruck when they hear like that little bit. If you, if you, if you casually bring it up. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. It's like, I feel like they're always surprised that we live in Oregon and maybe not in LA, you know, like it's, it's like, Oh yeah, we're, 
like freelance we're from all over the place you know oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> again i've talked to several people i'm aware just how wide range the spindle horse team is <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they should just renamed at this point spindle horse worldwide at this point i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah like i think i think they're i'm surprised that some people still don't know that like we are like basically entirely freelance like mm. we're all remote um which I think is really, really cool. It, it gives people a lot of opportunities without having to like move, you know, to LA, for instance. Exactly, exactly. Now I have to yeah. ask this question because I don't often get to talk to people that are animation leads, more or less. Whenever mm. I, I talk to, them. so I have mm. to ask, like, as an animation lead, what are more or less your responsibilities when it comes to like getting an episode together or something along the lines of that? Yeah, so it's basically like. I'm one of the people supervising the animation team. And mm -hmm. so, you know, people will turn in their shots and it's me and a few other people uh, and Viv who will look at the shots and like either approve or do notes. And so I do a lot of like drawing over people's shots and like, you know, helping out that way, um, kind of keeping things like in style on model. Like if I think that like, the acting needs to be tweaked. Like, you know, I'll, I'll give notes that way. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of model stuff. Uh, cause <laughs> Viv's style is, is very like specific and we don't really, you know, we don't, we don't fault people for like, not like getting it exactly. You know, that's what we're here for to help out with that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And then like, I would say once, once like their like final animation comes back, I do a lot of like lip sync revision. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do a lot of lip sync. Um, and yeah, sometimes I get to do my own shots. Uh, I definitely don't get to do that as much anymore. <laughs> the, the team, you know, as, as we've kind of grown, uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot more like note giving, um, but it's still like so, so fun. Uh, I, I'm very, very lucky <laughs> to have my job. I, I, uh, I love I, it a lot. I was going to say, I can imagine, nevertheless, especially like overseeing such like a, a unique process for a lot of unique characters and giving it its own unique flair, more or less. Mm hmm. Yeah, totally. Do you, now, I, again, you've basically been a part of Spindle Horse, at least the animation aspect, from essentially the start or somewhat the start, more or less. Yeah. Thinking, <laughs> thinking of all the stuff that you've had a hand in, think of all the things that you've animated or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Do you have mm -hmm. a Do you have a personal favorite that you can at least talk about? Because I imagine there's probably some that have not premiered yet. And you can't really divulge, but of oh all, yeah. <laughs> but, but is there like a personal favorite? Like you know, thinking back, like you were amazed that you were able to animate it, or it's just the like the best thing that you were able to to translate from drawing to animation. Right. Um. Yeah, I feel like it would probably, like, the most rewarding thing I think that I worked on was the shot in Moxie's Bad Trip where the camera's spinning around, you know, another another spinny shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, with Moxie walking up the stairs, yeah. Uh, that one was, it was, like, on and off working on that for about, like, a month. Right. Um, and it was, like, you know, they're moving really slow <laughs> and so the spacing was really tight on that one and so it was really 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 rewarding to to get that working right plus on top of that like it's it, it like 
on top of already like what is Viv's unique style or whatnot, it's a different art style to complement or like to somewhat go against yeah. that as well. So it's like you have yeah, to totally. like you have to like compensate for so many different aspects of it and like give it its own unique like vision that it, I, I can only imagine why when it was all said and done, you were probably proud of that one. <laughs> Yes, I yeah, I don't I don't I'm not trying to like brag about it or anything, but I was I was very proud of how that one came out for sure. Like I'm not yeah, gonna, I'm and, not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like I saw that like sequence as a whole or whatnot. I thought they had like brought in like at least someone that had worked at Disney, like the classic. Like if they brought yeah. in like a James Bas <laughs> James Baxter s like person or whatnot, I would not have been surprised. Yeah. But knowing that is you again makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we had we had a a. a big decent group of of really really talented animators in that sequence that was that was a really fun one to do to just try to make it as, as disney as possible yeah um and everyone just did like incredible work blew me away completely oh i can only imagine i and obviously like i said before like the the fun isn't stopping anytime soon we've already had the trailer for what to expect for this upcoming year when it comes to mm -hmm. hell of a boss we're getting these slow and subtle teases of what to expect from hasman hotel so i'll yes. go ahead i will ask this question and again i will you can keep it as vague <laughs> as you possibly can i don't want you breaking <laughs> any ndas and ruining any chance or anything like that but for the <laughs> but for the fans out there that are probably eager more than anything else what should they expect for what's next with spindle horse um, I think that you can just expect to love it. <laughs> we have a lot in the works. Um, yes. and like, yeah, I, I can't like really say anything, but like, we, we know that episode eight is taking a long time. And, and, um, and I don't know about the rest of the fandom, but I know at least for me personally, uh, seeing the work that you guys have been able to push out in one aspect for another and seeing the quality that it is, take mm. your time. Yes. Take yes. your time. Yes. We will understand and we will love it. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we know we're, we're, we're working really hard. And I think, I think Viv said this on a stream. So I think I can, I can say this, that, that with episode eight, like there's just been some, like a couple legal things okay. um, that they've been kind of like waiting on. And so, you okay. know, but we're still like, like Viv has also said, we've made a, a good bit of progress on season two already. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we've got that in the works in the meantime. So, like, it's coming. Yeah. It is, <laughs> you know. But but, um, but for the Ravenous fan base that is out there, patience. We got this. We got this. <laughs> yes. Patience. Patience. And, yeah. Hasbun Hotel, too. It's, it's, we're working on it. We're working yeah. on it right now. I, <laughs> you know, I, it's coming. I, I have to ask this question. I don't know how much of an input you've had, at least with this point, but I figured as a character mm -hmm. style lead or whatnot, especially with the redesigns that I've been slowly pushing out there, how much of a hand have you been able to have with that? So, I would say with Hasbun, um, I have been doing, I think, less supervising okay. than I have with Helva. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, it's a little bit of a different process. But again, I can't really, like, super talk about this. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. I'm sure they will, you know, be able to talk about it in the future. But, like, uh, yeah, you know, I still do some revisions here and there. Okay. Um, but with has -been, it's, like, mostly just getting to do my own shots. Okay. Um, which has been really fun since I haven't been able to do that as much on Helleba. 
Um, so I'm having a really, really good time with Hasbin. Well, that's great. I'm happy to hear that more than anything else, especially, like I said, you know, again, you were there for the pilot. You were there for, like, the start of it or whatnot, being able to continue and, like, develop it a lot more and have your own little spin on it. Again, like, even thinking back on the journey so far with just Spindle Horse alone, does it ever, mm-hmm. like, just amaze you, the fact that you've gotten to this point with it? It it does, uh, really. And, like, uh, with with Hasbin, I can't really talk about, like, when we started exactly, but, mm-hmm. like, I, I did get to do a good bit of, like, pre-production stuff um, just because, like, I was one of the people who knew the style so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really, really honored to be able to do that, you know? I did a bunch of that, so I'm, you know... It, it is really amazing. And I love being able to, you know, be with these characters again after, after all this time, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I imagine like, especially with like these characters and also for uh, another animation I wanted to bring up super quickly, because again, we talked about uh-huh. like how much you had loved this stuff for a long while, especially when it comes to Zoophobia. I can only mm-hmm. imagine like being able to animate those characters for the Zoophobia short that came out a couple years ago. Like that must've been like another that... like, surreal experience for you. Yes. That was crazy. Um, <laughs> cause, yeah. Cause yeah, those were the characters that, that we knew from, from so long ago. And we were just like, like, wow, I can't believe like that they're back. And like, we get to help, like, you know, bring them back and and they're animated this time and like that's so cool and that's so special to to be able to bring that to people for sure i mean that it it's only i can only imagine like how insane like like i said before you kind of said this already but like it's incredible that you've been able to be a part of this in all sorts of different aspects and have these incredible experiences with spindle horse but i also imagine like as cool as it is working with spindle horse it's not the only thing (laughs) you've animated i mean (laughs) i (laughs) I know, I know a couple things I do want to talk about. First and foremost, I talked about this with several others on this podcast, but you've had a, your hand in a couple of reanimation projects here and there and such. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say, like, I know th- th- there's a couple that come to mind, but the one I want to talk about is something that might have a very close place to your heart that once I saw your little bit in the reanimation, I imagine you loved. And that was working on the Ninja Sex Party reanimation project. Oh. how how did you hear about that project and what made you want to jump on board with that i just i happened to stumble across it on twitter and i was it was really late in the production of it so they only had a couple spots left and the the shot that i originally grabbed for it because i was just like i okay i've (laughs) I've been watching game grumps first of all for like eight years yeah Uh, huge, huge fan and you know also, obviously, Ninja Sex Party and right. and Star Bomb and all that uh, twerp everything. Um, so I was like, okay, I have to be in this, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the shot that I originally grabbed for it wasn't even the one that I ended up doing. It was like a, oh, really? a really like small one that I was like, well, you know, this isn't like a you know, it's not a big shot or anything. But I really want to be a part of this, so I I took it. And then someone dropped out and and left to the shot that i ended up doing and i was like oh i want that one (laughs) (laughs) that one looks fun i want that and so i changed shots i mean getting to to animate two different versions of one of the people that you admire when it comes to (laughs) i mean i can totally imagine where you're coming from and trust me i've watched game groups here and there too and like i i was Mm -hmm. i've been on and off with them but i totally totally agree with you they are something else when it comes to just entertainment as a whole and i can only imagine like why you wanted to be part of that reanimation really bring that to life oh yeah yeah i really put my all into that i was like i just 
I love Dan. <laughs> I love Dan and Aaron so much. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. I mean, especially like, especially with how much love they also give to like animators and such. I mean, knowing that Aaron was yeah, an animator totally. beforehand and such, but like seeing all the the game grumps animated that they've been able to to produce or whatnot, like it's a cool experience at the end of the day. Exactly. They've been like so supportive of animators and, and animation in general. Um, so it's, yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> and then to go from one music video to another music video, I saw you had a hand in one of the more recent <laughs> mystery skulls. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, that was a fun uh, thing because uh, the person who uh, I think, I think she was one of the people who's kind of like in charge of it. Um, was is also a person who works at spindle okay um yeah and so she asked me to to do a couple shots for it and i thought it looked really fun and also you know like kind of hearkening back to my roots animating wolves (laughs) (laughs) that was (laughs) i was like oh yeah i can you know what i think i can do better than i did when i was in eighth grade (laughs) you know so so it was it was really fun to to work on so what you're basically saying is Mystery Skulls Animated is the spiritual successor of the one movie trying to Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I finally, I finally got some closure on that movie. I there you made. go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's incredible. But I mean, on top of that as well, like you get to have a hand in all these like cool independent projects, but you've also had a chance to work mm-hmm. on a, a very major project as well. And I was surprised to see this one, but you were an animator for the Netflix special. We, the people. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was we're working alongside uh, what I considered a legendary animation director, Jorge Gutierrez. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, that, that first video call with him was pretty crazy. <laughs> I, I, I envy you at this point. <laughs> Cause, cause he, cause he is someone I definitely, he and his muse are the ones I definitely want to have mm-hmm. on this podcast at some point, but how did that, oh, oppor- yeah. how did that opportunity come to you? And like, again, I imagine like you said with the, just the first video call, how surreal of an experience was it for you to work on something like that? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, it was, yeah, let me see. It was like the middle of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got kind of out of nowhere, an offer from Titmouse and we're just like, we're working on this thing. Like, do you want to do like a few shots for it? Um, And at the time, I think I I remember thinking like, this feels like a pretty good time where I could like take a quick break from, from working on Helva and like, and do this really fast and then get back into Helva because you know, (laughs) I, there's a lot of work to do there. But yeah, yeah. I made it work. uh, And yeah, that was that was a really cool cool opportunity. Again, very very honored that they <laughs> that they wanted me on that. That was really fun. Like Netflix, you know, was, yeah. <laughs> was, as as much of the the drama about Netflix that's been that's been happening lately, the, you know, like it was, still was like a big, you know. I was gonna say this happened yeah. before that drama, so we can we can. <laughs> it did. It this, did. This, yeah. this was in the before time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so at the time, I was just like. I get to be on a streaming service yeah. and, and work with some like other really cool people, you know? So like, that was, that was a really cool new thing. I would say, and work with an Academy award nominee winner. I think he won, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's insane. I I can only imagine. Plus, I I have to say, like, it's incredible to know that I have the honor of talking to someone that animated Albert Einstein breakdancing. That's something I never thought I'd ever say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not, you know, it was it was not my idea (laughs) from the boards, but I was like, I'm going to I'm going to do this as much justice as I can. (laughs) Just because it's not your idea doesn't mean that you didn't take it to your own, like, max potential that you could. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one was fun. I, I, I mean, it's a, I, I, like, especially with like opportunities like that or whatnot. I mean, again, it goes back to like my original thing I was asking with the spindle horse, but like thinking back on your art journey alone, like from starting off as just like, you know, a little kid that just drew animals to being able to be a part of like different con- uh, cultural phenomenons at this point, mm-hmm. does it ever <laughs> amaze you just kind of the art journey you've been on? Yeah, you know, like, sometimes, like, I'll have, I'll have times where I'm like, wow, like, this is, this is really crazy. Like, I'm working with, like, you know, like, on a big project with, like, all of these, like, super talented people. And then, you know, like, other times, like, it doesn't feel very much different, you know, like, it's, it's kind of like you, you get here, and then it, it just kind of feels the same but like in a good way you know it's it's you kind of like get used to it as it happens um but i i still like it's it still does amaze me when like you know has been and hell of a like trend so often (laughs) and it's like you know wow like it's it's it can be a lot of pressure but at the same time it's like i know that we're doing like the best work that we possibly can and so like it it you know we're gonna we're gonna put out something awesome no matter what you know it's one of those like i feel like especially at this point with incredible animators just like yourself like behind the helm or whatnot like no matter how long it takes no matter how long or short the animation is going to be like every single time you guys push out something it's going to be top quality stuff and i appreciate the fact that you're one of the people that is taking the time to make that reality especially for a lot of animators out there you know yeah yeah we we do our best (laughs) You know, and like if there's if there's any like artists or animators out there who feel like, you know, like they're not good enough or like they couldn't like possibly like, you know, be a part of something this big, you know, like I, I you know, I, I was a shy person. I'm still a relatively shy person. Um, you know, just keep keep going for it. You know, you'll you'll get there <laughs> eventually. You will. Um, but yeah. I mean, I will say, though, like, you say, like, you know, especially, like, you were a shy or someone like that. But, like, again, mm-hmm. looking back on my research or whatnot, like, it's incredible kind of the opportunities that you've both, like, created for yourself and, like, been able to be a part of. I totally even went over, like, some of the, like, the early animations that you did. I know you kind of touched on it, but I noticed, like, a couple of mm-hmm. influences of some of the stuff that kind of led to where you are right now. One of the animations that I found, I was absolutely stunned, especially considering how long ago you probably did it or whatnot, was I figured you were a fan of Steven Universe. And one oh, of the yeah. one of the animations that I was absolutely amazed with was you did one of uh Pearl like ice skating or something along the lines of that. Like yes. I saw that animation. I thought it was absolutely stunning more than anything else. Oh thank you. Yeah I I think I did that one while I was still in school doing CG stuff. Um, and I kind of had done like a similar animation to that. It was like a, a, a character like dancing with a ball, okay. <laughs> like kind of doing like, you know, uh, oh, what's it called? I don't know. They were, you know, just doing like flowy movements and like moving a ball around their shoulders and right, stuff. Right. Um, 
And so I was kind of like, I feel like I could kind of improve upon that. Um, and I was super into Steven Universe at, at the time. I love Steven Universe. Uh, and so, yeah, that just kind of came from that. I was like, I just really love doing flowy movements in animation. <laughs> I mean, it's, if nothing else, it's certainly translated to all the uh, the spinning shots, the way that they had the flow. Yeah. As well. so I, I, I think, yeah, that's just my thing. <laughs> I was going to say, I think, I think that's just more or less just a precursor for what came to be, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, I could tell there was a lot of influence of Steven Universe. There was also a lot of influence of Gravity Falls, I noticed as well, just kind of all the different. Oh, yeah, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think I posted this. I think this is all my Twitter, but we have like a, a, a big, like life size, like bill statue in oh, our wow. living room. <laughs> yeah. We, we love gravity falls. That was a big influence for us. I was going to uh, say, like, end of I was going to say like, it, it more or less like lines up with the rest of your aesthetic. Like I said, more than anything mm -hmm. else. Like it works like with that, all the hell of it that has been stuff that you worked on. Um, mm -hmm. an another thing that I love that you guys uh, like Beetlejuice, obviously like shout out to Alex Brightman, mm -hmm. obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> but also like one of the ones that's like my personal favorite is, and part of the reason why I said potential vampire is the, what we do, <laughs> what we do in the shadows, like seeing that has, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That is my favorite show. <laughs> I don't blame you. Can I just say, like, straight up, I saw the Halloween photo that you, that you, Amanda, and uh, someone else did. By God, uh, you guys nailed, like, that look. Like, you guys were perfect with that uh, costume. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we used to do cosplay a lot. Okay. Um, and so I think it's kind of, like, come from that, you know, like, as we've gotten older, we've kind of had way less time. And so kind of got out of cosplay, but that was kind of a, a reintroduction into making costumes. Um, <laughs> so it was, yeah, that was really fun. We, we all loved the show and we were like, I think this is it. This is the one we're yep. doing for Halloween. <laughs> I appreciate how much in character you guys were for that as well. Cause I saw the photo they posted <laughs> afterwards of what was it like the frozen aisle or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just went to the grocery store. I <laughs> do in costume. Uh, uh, yeah. It, it's, it's nice to know that whether it's live action, 2d or 3d, you know, the assignment and you execute it perfectly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of knowing the assignment, I want to more or less for this next one, give you more or less the dream project or I guess dream assignment in this case. But if mm -hmm. I may, let's say I come up to you like, look, Ames, I I'm big shot. Mr. Moneybags. I come up to you like, <laughs> look, we know you can produce some absolutely incredible stuff if given this opportunity. And like we've seen what you've been able to do. And we know that there's so much like untapped potential that we want to see more of in one aspect <laughs> or another. We have access to anyone and everyone within the art industry, whatever medium and more money than there should be possible. We could probably be funding it to like recycling efforts or something like that, but we'll focus on that at a different time. We <laughs> There's time for that. If, if given this opportunity, what would be the dream Ames heard project? Hmm. You know, it would probably have to be something with dragons in it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't have anything specific, mm -hmm. but like there needs to be more dragons in animation. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> 
You know what? That's a good, that's a good foundation more than anything else. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, considering the fact that like what there is out there is incredible, but I still feel like, like I said, there's like, there should be more, especially in animation. Like that is the perfect realm yes. to explore just like the world of dragons more than anything else. Exactly. You can't, you can't, you know, have a dragon without animation or I guess at least puppetry, but <laughs> mostly animation. <laughs> so it is perfect. We need more dragons. I was going to say, if we're thinking puppetry, like you say that in my first thought, is like the, the, the Harry Potter puppets or whatnot, you know? Like imagine <laughs> imagine what, like having a dragon puppet for one of those little skits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. I was going to say like... But honestly, go yeah. On. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to say like, honestly, like I, I feel like I'm not really like a, a short film or, or TV show kind of person like I feel like I've never really been like a a writer I really prefer to like work with other people to make their visions a reality um that's just kind of what I've discovered that I am you know most happy with doing okay so if that's the case how about we just pair you up with the writer of Aragorn and we make that into an animated like legit thing or whatnot (laughs) instead of the the weird instead of the weird live action one we got we'll give you like the reins to help make that good yes (laughs) awesome there you go but sadly we gotta get down from the dream scenario we gotta get back to reality and I'll ask the ever so generic (laughs) question I know I'm sad too I'll ask the ever so generic question where do you hope to see yourself say five to 10 years from now? Five to 10 years from now. Um, I'll be honest right now. I feel like there's nothing I could see myself doing other than working with spindle horse. Okay. Like that's just like, I'm, I'm like, you know, all in on this right now. Uh, focused <laughs> completely. I'm, I'm invested, you know, I, like I with the understand. stories and the characters. Um, but honestly, it's like, you know, I can't, it's, it's hard to say exactly like what I'll be doing in, in the future, but I, I really just like, what I care about is, is working on shows or movie potentially, but it's just made with a lot of passion, uh, where the artists are treated well, you know, that's what I really care about. And right now, you know, that situation is Hell of a Boss and Has Been Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I, especially hearing more or less like from other people that have worked on the projects, you know, worked within Spindle Horse or whatnot and knowing more or less like the amount of love and passion that's, that everyone puts into the project or whatnot, I can totally understand mm-hmm. why at least like I said, you know, five to 10 years from now, if you're, st- if you're still with Spindle Horse, that is incredible more than anything else. Like, especially with, yeah, um, I, yeah, especially <laughs> with like what they, what is potentially to come. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just know that, you know, there's so much work ahead that that's like, you know, that's all I'm thinking about right now, you know, and, and wherever I go from there is like, you know, that's fine. (laughs) As long as I'm happy. It's just been, it's just been so incredible working for Spindle (laughs) that like, you know, I'm, I'm happy here for now. And that's, you know, what I'm focused on. Well, good. I'm happy to hear that more than anything else. And honestly, I, I, that uh, that one minute, <laughs> one minute. Words. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Starting back up. <laughs> Words are wonderful, aren't they? Um, <laughs> back to the thing. No, it's it's incredible. More or less, like like I said before, just like uh, the 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 love and passion that the team has had, but also like what you've been able to have for this project and for what Viv's been able to put out. Like it's incredible knowing that 
whatever happens in the future with Spindle Horse or whatever happens with you, it's going to be in good hands. So Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 sh- I would like to think so, yes. <laughs> As we start to wind down the interview, I do have one last question that I want to ask. Obviously, like, you're mm-hmm. deeply entrenched when it comes to art. We talked about, like, just growing up, like, whether it be just animals in general or just, like, you know, especially in with, like, your dad or whatnot. Like, there's always mm-hmm. been, like, a love for art with you. How important Absolutely. how important is art not just for you but for the world as a whole? I think it is obviously extremely important. I think that you know especially with what we're doing with with Viv's projects uh is just like in terms of like representation, you know, like people are able to like see themselves, you know, in these characters. Uh LGBT or not, but, you know, mostly, like, you know, we're, it's, it's a show by queer people for queer people. Yep. And, you know, I think that that is really important, especially right now, um, for sure. Just just being able to see yourself in, in a piece of media can be really, you know, affirming and, you know, <laughs> that's what I would say. I was going to say, it's a little easier for you because you've literally had yourself animated into the show. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, yeah. You've literally I'm seen so yourself in animation. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm joking. I, I, but in all seriousness, like what you said, it, those are wonderful words to say. And they're, that is perfectly mm-hmm. worded. If I do say so myself, oh. um, <laughs> that's all the questions that I have for you. Um, I have showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but I'm going to show you with a little bit more <laughs> because it's my podcast. I do whatever the fuck I want. Um, <laughs> Uh, Ames, I was so glad to finally get an opportunity to sit down and talk to you. I've been wanting to talk to you probably ever since I started this podcast. I think you were one of the first names I may have wrote down when it comes oh to like God. dream guests or whatnot. I know it was, it was you and Amanda were some of the first ones because I know kind of the presence that you have online and like the mm-hmm. the talent and incredible artwork that you've been able to push out there, whether it be with Spindle Horse or whether it be your own or through all the different projects that we talked about. I know that you are a gifted and talented animator and I was I'm lucky to be able to talk to you, get to know your story, really get to understand your journey and really get to see how far you've come so far because my god you what you've what you've been able to do and what you've been able to push forward is an incredible foundation for some of the incredible artwork that a lot of people are being able to see online and i appreciate the fact that you were willing to put in the time effort blood sweat and tears and love into these projects thank oh you <laughs> thank you for being thank you for thank you for just Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for pushing that <laughs> stuff out there. And if you didn't know, I'm all, I've been rooting for you for a while and I will continue to root for you with whatever you do, because I know whatever you push out there, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you so much. That means a lot. <laughs> I'm just Thank being you, honest yeah. more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had a lot of fun here today. Well, I'm, thank you. I really do appreciate that. Um, yeah. <laughs> if, if people don't already follow you for one reason or another, go ahead and plug yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm mostly just on Twitter. Uh, Aimsicle on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, A-M-E-S-S-I-C-L-E. Um, 
and yeah, that's that's pretty much my social media presence. So you can follow me there. <laughs> it, I, it's a good presence more than anything else. I mean, if there's any links that other people might be curious about, they can venture it out on their own. I'll put the Twitter link down below. Oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and and I might as well put like, I don't know, spin the horse YouTube or YouTube to see if you want to see more of Ames's work. I mean, the catalog is there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, go, go watch our show. <laughs> Love the show. Buy the merch. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any final words before we sign off? Um, I think I would just say for 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 artists, I would just say draw what makes you happy. You know, like if that's if that's fan art, if, if all you want to draw is fan art, you know, do that <laughs> because I feel like I was pretty insecure about that for a long time. Um, and I was like, I, you know, I thought that I needed to be doing something else like to get jobs, but I literally was noticed by Viv because I animated the devil from Cuphead, you know? Uh, so, (laughs) so like, you know, especially today, like, you know, it can get you jobs if that's your goal, but just like, you know, draw what makes you happy. (laughs) I didn't even realize that was the origin. I didn't realize that was the first time that she took those of you. That must've been like surreal more than anything else for you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. That was definitely the first post on Twitter that I made that got like a lot of attention. And then shortly after that is when I got the email. So I was like, wow, I can't believe this, this stupid little (laughs) animation I did, you know, but it's, that, that's, that's how it goes. But I mean, Hey, I mean, you said yourself drawing the stuff that you love gets you the job where you continue to draw stuff that you love. Exactly. You get, you get the job and you get to continue doing the work that you actually enjoy doing, you know? There you go. And yeah, one very, very, very last question that I meant to ask a little bit sooner. Obviously, you're an animator. Mm-hmm. You got to animate a lot of characters. What is your favorite character mm-hmm. to animate? Favorite character to animate? I I really love animating Blitz and Stolas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go. think I think my 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 favorite thing that I got to animate like for. For the fans specifically, was their their kiss in episode yes. six. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I noticed that it was your Twitter header, and I figured that was a major piece that you yes. had a hand in. Oh yes, yes, I loved that. So yeah, yeah. they're my favorite. I'll say you hear that, fans. Ames is here for you guys. <laughs> yes, I would do more if I had the time. Right, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but with that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, hasta luego, amigos. Thank you for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I greatly appreciate it. Like I said in the intro, this is a conversation I was like ecstatic to have with Ames because as I probably established before, I'm a big fan when it comes to spin the horse tunes or whatnot and getting to talk to all these incredible animators that have had a hand in the animation of a spin the horse tune has been like incredible. Uh, knowing how, just how many incredible 
talented and outstanding people have their hand in this stuff always blows my mind. Um, that's why I love having any opportunity I get to talk to any of them. And Ames is certainly no exception to the rule. Ames is just cool. Like, Ames, and once again, it's been an honor and a pleasure to talk to you, seriously. Um, certainly doesn't hurt that, like, things are really, like, ramping up with Spindle Horse. Have you guys noticed that? I mean, all the character redesigns. They announced that Season 2 of Hell of a Boss is coming July 30th, which I think is awesome. I understand the the situation that they kind of had to go through as much as they wanted to get, you know, Episode 8 out there. But you know what? As long as we're getting more incredible and stunning content from Spin the Horse, that's all I care about. I know that with the talented team that is behind those projects, anything that they're going to put out is going to be a fun, stunning ride no matter what. So thank you guys that work on Spin the Horse tunes that make that... Um, Bring that quality to just about everything that is done. You guys are the real troopers here. Yeah, I know, especially with everything that's kind of going on, it's always nice to know that there's a, a nice little positive shining light throughout all this stuff. <laughs> I also want to go ahead and take this time to once again reiterate to you guys that if you guys enjoy what the podcast is doing and want a place to like further discuss it or be a part of a community of other people that love the podcast or just love art in general and want to grow as artists. I made a discord server. I talked about it in the intro. I call it the, the postmod art pod artist sanctuary, but in all seriousness, I just wanted to create like a, a fun space for you guys. You know, I, I've always been one to like promote art and promote like good positive vibes throughout when it comes to this podcast. And so I wanted to create a space to further enhance that. Um, and I sincerely hope you guys, uh, I sincerely hope you guys join in and be a part of the fun. I want to like develop more with the community. I want to do more stuff with that community. I know that the discord server, if nothing else is a good step in the right direction. I mean, I, I want to do stuff like, uh, I want to do like movie nights. I want to, you know, Gartic phone, card to get humanity, Jackbox, like just create like a fun atmosphere for all the artists where we can really grow get to really know each other a lot more and like have a, a little place where we can meet up we already have a good chunk of people that are in there and i'm loving the vibes that they are giving off and i appreciate that so if you do want to be a part of that once again link will be in the description below it'll be right after all of ames's links because i always want to promote promote them first and yeah, just just be a part of it. Be a part of something incredible. Be a part of a wonderful, amazing, and growing community. And let's help make this community grow so we can all succeed together. <laughs>